You know that bittersweet feeling you get when you finally assess how much you've read of that really good book and realize just how close you are to the end? Or like when you just wake up five minutes before you know that alarm goes off. That's where I'm at right now, folks. I'm sure a part of all of us wants to ride down that stretch just a little longer. You know what I'm saying? Just remain in the present and avoid thinking about that buzzing reminder. But hey, we made it this far, so of course we're going to see it to the end. Now, now, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you guys and gals where Titty Mike goes off to deliver a two-piece combo to the entire Aslanti star system with Ziva right behind dismembering all the deities. Aaron in the back, growling as he cauterizes entire planets with his lightsaber. Felino, raining hellfire with his Molotov cocktails, creating new stars. And Zeno, seizures the universe out of existence. Yep. Pretty cool stuff. Probably should get some sort of award. But, let's dial it back. Like, way back. To the beginning. Like, the luck of getting a group of like-minded nerds who can keep a schedule. I can't iterate that point enough. We're all a pack of sweet gushers who can go on about that fact alone, but that's not why I'm chewing the mic today. I want to reflect on taking a character, or the story for our beloved GMs, from conception and their growth over the course of an AP. I love hearing about the insane and creative stuff people come up with for their character's backstory, the reason they are presently, their wacky quirks, or the zany NPCs and their voices that every GM unveils to the party and recollects fondly. And that leads me to some questions. So I ask you, our dear listeners, what inspires you? What gets those creative juices flowing? Do you have a sort of personal ritual during this creation process? I'd love to hear about it. Something else I've been thinking about that I'm sure a few GMs have shed a tear or two over when they've encountered a group who aren't aggressive murder hobos or a group who just seem to click on that RP and really make that story pop with conflict and resolution. My favorite part personally is that character growth. That starry-eyed youth who's traumatized into the shady corner of a tavern. That stalwart paragon of justice brought low by shame or corruption. The ascetic who found understanding and comfort in a close circle of people. Regardless how their roads may differ, character growth turns something basic into something abstract. That's my shit. And I'm sure a few of you have one or more characters that you've run through a campaign who fit that kind of description. What made your characters adjust their perspective, take off those rose-tinted glasses, or put that metaphorical hair on their chest? That moment where your character goes, oh shit, this just got real. Of course, a journey has a goal, a destination. You've gone through the trials, you've achieved some milestones, gained a friend, or lost a friend, my condolences. The dust settles, and you're picking up cues that you're nearing campaign completion. We've come full circle. At this point, you experience the swelling trepidation leading up to that final encounter. The sweet satisfaction of an achievement unlock. And if possible, carrying that hard-earned swag into the next AP. Which AP was that in your group? And if you're between campaigns or facing the hardships of scheduling or finding a group, well, you always have us. As we near the end of this chapter... These are the questions I ask myself and those who listen to our story. Tell us your stories in our Discord. 
Now, enough reflection. Let's freak out in episode 68, Rune Age Daydream. talking before we pushed record about how now everybody is trying to get in the podcast game you oh, can't yeah. get a, you can't get a podcast mic it's like toilet paper these days toilet paper <laughs> podcast mics everybody's recording from their shitter their ass. yeah <laughs> I, you know well. but we were here we were we've been on this tip we've been on the communication via well not zoom but this, products like zoom you know yeah. we, 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 were, we were we've been like prepping for this for yeah we were we were prepared uniquely yeah. for yeah. the uh onset of the rona i mean we've, yeah. we've had we've gone through the gamut of the what do we start with, with hangouts and yeah. then found yeah, hangouts, uh, hangouts the studio mode which is great and then yeah. a stint with jitsi just <laughs> dropped it for uh, yeah. no goddamn and then reason Google, yeah. and then Google, Google. one bad relationship with jitsi Jitsi, oh, no, and Jitsi was oof. yeah, Jitsi. Uh, Skype, Skype for a bit, and now Zoom. Skype, so and now Zoom, yeah. I think Ooh. Zoom so far has been our favorite, but we're not here to I, like this episode brought to you promote, by. Yeah, no, we're not yeah. here to promote Zoom. <laughs> I mean, unless Zoom won't, you know, holler Zoom, you know, yeah. whatever. I mean, I, yeah. The the best the the best part of Zoom that I, I would go back to Skype if Zoom. Or if Skype lets you have everybody on screen at once, more than yes. four people, yeah. like, that sucks. Yeah. Well, right the latency now, is a little bit better. The I listeners think. can't really see, but we've all got um, sweet space-themed backgrounds, except for Emily. I, I dropped mine for the time being because I have my window open, and the backlight does weird shit with the virtual backgrounds. Uh, but once well, it gets dark, I'll throw it on. May, maybe it's just because you know, you've had corona for a while, and you're finally better... And so you want that, you want your like life to shine behind you, you know? You guys don't even fucking know, man. Vitamin D is important and I love it. And uh, sunshine is good for your soul. Hey, don't let anybody dim your shine, all right? Hey, man, John. (laughs) This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. I'm going to let it shine. (laughs) Fucking right, son. Get it. Hallelujah. With how bright your future is. Let's go ahead and uh, pivot to Christian radio. Yes. Lord. Lord. (laughs) I mean, I do really love that song. I won't lie. I think that's like a great old traditional song, but we're pivoting and that's what we do. So I don't care. Um, (laughs) Listen, I am drinking this, this cider today that I got specifically for today's session. It's a, Called Newton's Folly, and it's a sour. Or it's I'm sorry, not a sour. Um, that's that's clever. It's a semi dry cider, and yeah, of course, because of the apple and everything, and because we're going to be talking about physics tonight, 
I, I felt like it was an appropriate oh. drink for the. Evening. Oh well, we'll see yet. Uh, yeah. Is that <laughs> is that the like. official pivot? Is yeah, this is now podcast. Physics. Yeah, physics. yeah. Uh, our first guest is Neil deGrasse Tyson. I hope you guys got <laughs> oh, your questions gosh. prepared. Yeah, I just bored him. Oh. <laughs> I was That's about to say, big. well, we'll see he's, you because this ain't my bag, but never mind. He's a cool cat. Oh, man, <laughs> the surprise reveal right. is that Murgabur is actually being played by Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> got yes. So many questions. What a fantastic casting choice. Hey, man, I'm glad we could it. swing him. No, he, like, he was probably emphatically. As much it. as I love Neil deGrasse Tyson, he would be insufferable on an episode of Starfinder. <laughs> Especially our no. show, too. That's, no, that's not, not how that works. All. That's not how that works. <laughs> well, actually, let me tell you a little bit about yeah, he, why that's impossible. He'd be criticizing not only the things you can do in Starfinder, but us getting everything wrong as well. well too. Actually, yeah. you can't fire a, a single controlled size laser blast. One continuous beam you can't move and do a full action at the same time, Adam. I've told you this over and over again. Shut up, Neil deGrasse Marglebert. <laughs> it's like the one person you don't want to go to the movies and watch like Interstellar with. Yeah, right. Although or the, Michael Bayfield. I do think he had good things to say about Interstellar. Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. I think he did oh, yeah, actually. Okay. Yeah. That's because that's a good movie. But he, he's also the type where it's like he'll look at like they like the movie Gravity or whatnot, and he'll like look at the stars that were around that date. Like mm, those were wrong. That's not. How <laughs> well, there's a lot. There's, there's a lot of things wrong with Gravity more than just star alignment. There's like a lot of physics, yeah. uh, in you know, impossibilities I mean, in that. But it's like, a, okay. Movie. It's gravity. still an enjoyable it's a film. Sandra Bullock, right? Yeah, Sandra Bullock. I've never I haven't seen, seen it. It's, it's it okay. Scary. I thought it was a little overrated. Emily, you mean to tell me that you haven't seen Gravity? <clears throat> oh, bro, wow. are you I would even have never guessed. A- <laughs> oh, you're being facetious. <laughs> 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 no, there's there's something about like that type of movie that just does not like. I don't want to watch it because I know it's something's like it's going to be really bad. And the idea of oh, being yeah. like lost in. In space, untethered from your station or ship or whatever. I will say, I use, yeah, yeah, I used that movie for a lot of inspiration in Zeno's flashback where he got untethered from his ship. Yeah, that was, and that was terrifying too. Because the the Martian, is that? What? The Martian Mm. Martian is a sci fi film. Yes, it's one of them. That movie freaked me out a lot, and that's the concept that gives me the skeeves. Space is scary as fuck, y'all. I agree. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's That's cool one to see. of the best like it sci-fi is. films the Martian is come great. out recently. Yeah. I, I love to see a plucky hero you know, put together resources and MacGyver their way out of impossible situations. Yeah. 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 I, I, I still need to watch that one, too. I'm going to tell you right good. now. I liked it. Right now, all of you, just advice for the future of your Starfinder adventure. If Matt Damon is ever an NPC in here, and that's the casting choice, no, don't go with him. Don't go with him. Only bad shit happens to Matt Damon in space. Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> I mean, is it, he like got stranded on a, on a planet uh, away from his home in Interstellar and The Martian. How do you oh. like them apples? Oh god! Yeah, but you know he'd have like it. max survivability though. Adam, Adam, please yeah. leave that shit to the professionals. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'll run the show. You tell the bad jokes. Bye yeah, bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <we> got- <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay. Well, let's play some Starfinder. You know, the last couple of episodes I've talked about being a little nervous or a little anxious about the end. And while I, I still want to make sure we land this, I've, I've prepped myself. I feel good about it. We are so close to wrapping up this part of our tale. And I, I couldn't be more happy to do it with the five of y'all. And I can't wait to see what you do with these last few episodes. So let's fucking dig in. All right. Cheers, man. Cheers indeed. I'll, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's happening? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it we last ended with you saving the scientist. Um, among them, of course, is Mike's dad, Rupert. And Evandrian just turned off his death trap and just went radio silent. So you have no idea where he is, what he's doing, but he he turned off this trap after some good diplomacy from your captain. So that's where we are. What are we going to do? Oops. Well, Danny I mean, we kind of we left off, yeah, in the middle of the beginning of a conversation, I think. Yeah, Papa Gamasan. Yeah, Papa Gamasan. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what he called him when he was eight years old. So sweet. <laughs> There's no way eight year old Mike could pronounce that right. I uh, definitely could. He had scientists <laughs> for parents. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, eight year old Mike with the. It's the only mic. reason that eight year old Mike can talk now is because he had a good. <laughs> yeah, he had, he had like a 15 intelligence score at eight years old, and it just gradually went down. Just the was like yeah. with, the, with the Cockney the gang. Yeah, yeah well, like just getting punched in the face for years and years and years, and all those traumatic yeah. brain injuries. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are there in the midst of the beginning of that conversation, and you. Walk up to your father, who you haven't seen in 40 years. Uh, 39, but yeah. Yeah, roughly 40. And you say Papa Gamason? That's what Papa, you say? Papa Gamason. Yeah. He kind of looks at you. His his eyebrows kind of furrow a little bit. And he's like, yeah. no. Can't be. Why? Where did you hear that term? I made it up. You made it up? Yeah. When I was probably five years old, I nudging Corazias. His eyes widen. I nudging Corazias. Michael? That's right. But. And he like looks around to the rest of the scientists in there. He looks kind of past you over your shoulder to some of the people behind you. And he says, I, how can you be here? I, well, my, my son. What? And he's just like overwhelmed. Yeah. I, I put a, a hand on his shoulder and say, look, it's quite a lot for me as well. And I know it seems quite unlikely, but it's the truth. I'm Michael Rupert Agamason. I'm your son. I, this whole time I, I thought you were dead. 
or worse. But to be fair, I quite thought the same about you. Why are you here? How, how did you come to be here? I d this seems so improbable. Well, that's quite a long story, uh, but essentially it has to do with that room drive you were working on. Michael. I'm... I'm sorry. And he just hangs his head down. And I give him the hug I've been waiting for for 40 years. He's a little timid at first. It's as if he can't believe that this is actually happening. I mean, same. Um, and the rest of you see two vests, one that you've known for quite some time and come to love, burly, strong, in full armor, wrapping his meaty arms around another vest. This one frail in his old age but still a determined look about him embracing as you see Mike hug his father for the first time in 40 years <laughs> those are not words <laughs> That's like one of the scientists in the corner. That's Becky. Listen, I'm. I I can't wait to hear the story of of how how this is even possible. But there is there is a operative on the loose and I, and I can't help but think that Zolan will be here any moment. It is time to strike. It is time for us to pull the trigger on our insurrection. And we need to get the fuck off of this rock. Pops, I couldn't agree more. What? But what's... Alright, first of all, I need to unchain all you folks, right? Uh, so... Quick question, yes! Jesus. Yes, Becky says. <laughs> come, come down, Becky. Um, so we unlocked the door from the console with the the pass, is the multi pass. Yeah, Michael's in in the yeah. main chamber. Mm -hmm. So Ziva's still at the little console thing. Is there anything that just like unlock prisoner shackle button? No, they're all like. Oh, the electrodes. Well, they're all, they all are like individual manacles. You know what I oh, mean? Okay. So gotcha. it's, this, it wouldn't be the function of this device to have people chained up to it. You gotcha. know what I mean? So this was obviously done by Evandrian. And so it's all, they're all like just individually chained to the machine. Ziva would have kind of been like standing up at the console, sort of watching the exchange. And once they had their moment and looks like they're ready to start moving. She would kind of like give uh, Fel and uh, Zeno the, the, come on, tactical nod. Uh, and we can go in and start unchaining people and, and getting this show on the road. 
Yeah, I'll just hand wave that. There, <clears throat> there are checks involved, but you know, with with you know, you guys can do it. So there's no pressure involved right now. So you you and let's say you and Fell, because he's got a strong engineering. Uh-huh. I can and, engineer. Yeah, but you're talking to your dad. <laughs> well, he got, not, he got he got to cut me off. <laughs> Said, "Let's get the fuck out of here." Well, that's just what he said to you. But in the mean yeah. in the meanwhile. I would say Fel and Ziva are probably, un, you know, unshackling, unshackling all the science. Yeah, yeah. I assume you're probably unshackling your own your father's. Yes, yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I feel like I'd kind of be just giving him the the quick and dirty <laughs> as I'm doing it. Like, all right, this is this person. This is this is Fel. This is whatever. These are all my people, and we're you know we got hired by. A lady named Sedona to come get the rune drive, yada yada. You know. Uh, he says it's a pleasure to to meet all of you, but then he looks back at you, Michael, and he says, "I can't help but feel like I'm actually meeting you for the first time too." Yeah. Well, we didn't get much time together, but once I found out you might be here, that's why it was a quite high priority for me to find you and free you. And he kind of, he like does that thing where he grabs each of your shoulders, you know, and he kind of grabs you firmly and he looks at your, into your eyes and up and down your face and he says, you look so much like your mother. It's, it's, it's. It was an unfortunate lady. (laughs) She was, she was a fighter. Um, (laughs) No, but I mean, that's fine. I can favor my mom. Well, yeah, he's just, you know, that was his wife that was murdered in front of you and in front of him. And he hasn't had a picture of her, hasn't been able to see anything of her since that moment that the Aslanti came and take over. So here is his child with her and he sees her in you. And it's like a kind of a moment for that, too. Well, after all this time. The sad part is I I can't even remember what she looks like. Well, imagine if you were prettier. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is getting fucking weird. So um, like so. <laughs> um yeah, so what are you doing, Zeno? I'd imagine Zeno is actually going uh looking through the con a console. Uh that's Right in front of the container, trying okay. to see if there's any research that can be. Yeah, so withdrawn. you are, of course, able to download the appropriate information to the control harness data pad, or at least kind of send it over to, because I think Fell has the data pad, but you're able to send it mm-hmm. over to him. Um, what about you, Oren? What are you doing? Uh, I suppose Orin would probably un- help unshackle uh, people. I mean, you know, he'd stop and <laughs> just holding all the scientists at gunpoint. Like, Don't you make a move? Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, you know, he, he would he would probably be like, "Hey, pops, any of these ones uh, loyalists?" And um, look around at all of them. Yeah, he, he says, "They are, they all are." 
Oh, oh no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I thought she meant loyal to him, to him in his. No, it's like, oh, don't yeah. unchain like, oh, any well, of no, them. Fuck yeah. all these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Chain yeah. it back up. Chain it back up. One, two, three. How many bullets am I going to need? Everyone roll initiative. No, these are all scientists that were are not Aslanti and are part of the rebellion, or at least looking to Rupert and Mergabar for rebellion. Okay. Uh, so, the, yeah, and then in that case, Orin will help unshackle them. Yeah, I mean, and meanwhile, you've got this kind of gently glowing polyhedron in the center of the room, you know, so where he's turned off, like, the surging energy, the the polyhedron itself is still kind of glowing. Yeah, I, I think I would, while they're unshackling everybody, and I'm kind of catching up with my dad, I guess, be like, hey, is there anything you can do about that? And I, like, point over my shoulder at the glowing D20. Um, well, I would certainly not attempt to destroy it. I don't know how unstable it may be. Uh, but from our studies here, I, I, I do think that there is a crystal in the center of this that might be worth some value, but it's beyond my means to access it. It'd be, it would need somebody with connections to the beyond. Are we talking Zeno about kind of look over her shoulder or... like Zeno? Yeah, everybody turns and looks at Zeno. Yeah. Basically, it's going to require a mysticism check. Yeah, mystically, um, yeah. And then pass him to Warren. Yeah. No, there you go. <laughs> Norm's like, what? What? So y'all talking about me? I, yeah. I think they mean you. Yeah, Starboy, we need a need you to look into the, the, the woobly woos or some shit to <laughs> mm. He has a seizure and a flashback. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Right. I was gonna uh, say, yeah, where is uh Sedona? Could she assist uh, with this? Oh yeah, dude. If me and if Orin and oh, totally. like put our hands up on either yeah, side I'll, of it, I'll have her roll for aid. And I like that flavor of the two of you just kind of like touching this thing. I do not aid with the natural. <laughs> not <one>. aid. <laughs> natural. Oh Sedona, you worthless. Uh, does a thirty total get it? Yeah, thirty's gonna get it. Thirty and gets it. So, Sedona. I mean. Just her being next to you emboldens you. You know, having your Jedi yeah. Master basically next to you for for what it's worth, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. Sure, sure. And you put your hand up against it, and you can see the crystal start to shake in the middle of this hmm. polyhedron. And it starts... <laughs> starts gently floating through the polyhedron towards your hand. And when okay. it touches your hand you're able to actually extract it from the polyhedron. And you oh, have... Oh, this is weird. A resonant larynx augmentation. Now, you'll have to wait till you can get it installed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have sure. to... But what it does is it's a small resonating crystal that you put in your throat that can amplify your voice to deafening levels. As a standard action, you can activate the larynx to unleash an ear-piercing shriek in a 30-foot cone that doesn't harm you. 
each creature in the area. So this would include your allies. So be careful mm-hmm. with that. Must attempt a fortitude save. That would be a DC equal to 10 plus half your level plus your constitution modifier. On a failure, the creature takes 5d6 sonic damage and is deafened for 2d4 rounds. If a creature succeeds at the saving throw, it takes half damage and is only deafened for one round. Once you've used this, you can't use it again until you've taken a 10-minute rest that would allow you to regain stamina points. However, you can always spend one resolve point at any time to recharge the augmentation immediately. Wow. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, if one of y'all want, really about it. wants that, like you can, <laughs> you cool. can like roll for it because I honestly, we can don't have really this roll that. off. Fell, fell yeah. really, really, really. Fell's about it. it. Who yeah. else wants it? I don't think Ziva could do it. She's already got. You've something. got a throat. Yeah, you've yeah. already yeah. got a throat. I'm, I'm dude, I'm good. about it. That's a fucking battle cry. That's a yeah. roar. Say, That's a yeah. deafening roar. And right. yeah. having somebody who's going to be front line with it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That's what it matters. Is front line. So it looks like it's a roll off between Fell and Mike. Oh, I bet you got it because I only got a six. Ooh. <laughs> I win with a nine. Oh, damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So go ahead and drop that in your character yeah. sheet. What was it called? A resonant larynx. 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 Larynx? Larynx. Why, did, larynx. Why is it not larynx? It's L-A-R-N-Y-N-X. I know, but like a larynx is like in your throat. I don't know, Josh. They're just trying to be edgy and sci-fi. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's space. It's a space. Larynx. It's an ancient word that space has been bastardized. Spelling. You know, Larnix. Larnix. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Southern tomfoolery version of it. It's, it's actually Larnix. It's actually named after the inventor Stephen Larnix. <laughs> <laughs> so, funnily enough. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, well, you know what? That was good. I'm gonna give you an inspiration. Yep. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I'm gonna take it. Man, she's gonna get this personal watcher. She's out of personals. Doesn't matter. I'm out of personals. Listeners, send more personals to Ziva. <laughs> All right. Okay. Got a Veriduxpration. Oh, another Veriduxpration. Yes. All right. Oh, this one's awesome. Thank you, Matthew from Palm Coast, Florida. It says, happy belated birthday to everyone. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, that makes thanks, it very happy. man. Thanks, Veridux, for that you, lovely inspiration. And, and Fel, thank you, just because you, you're welcome. Fel, just because you look so empty there, on, on you have no cards. I'm just going to give you a pity, <laughs> a pity inspiration. Really? Really? You know what? Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, dude. Yeah, yeah, you take that shit. (laughs) Don't you look that gift horse in that mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, BK Inspiration. Or BK Inspiration. Hey, BK. Brandon from Frederick, Maryland says, Just wanted to say what up to my favorite intergalactic crew this side of the Drift Rock. In Sedona, we trust. That's true, though. Yeah, that is true. Thank you, Brandon. But for real, though, in Sedona, we trust. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so long as she's not seasoned. Let's just say trust to have a damn seizure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so you have the data that you need from here. Um, these scientists are, you know, Rupert says to you, says, I mean, I, I look to you and, and your friends that you've brought here and 
this is the time. I mean, I wish we had more to offer to help with the fight, but we're ready to go. And I imagine you're here in a ship. Indeed. Can it fit us? Adam, can it? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a lot of scientists. Yeah, no. but you no. have like, so many guest yeah. quarters. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. yeah. Worst case scenario, we'll put them bitches in the cargo hole. Right, <laughs> and, well, right. and, or the gym. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's a big ass ship. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Like, here, you stay in here and do some push ups. You're all very scrawny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We definitely have room for all of you on uh, Epic Tracer. Well, I think that we need to return to our dormitories to collect some of our personal effects and a few of our homemade bombs and items so we can help against the fight. Wait, so I thought the plan was just to go to the ship. You gonna fight? Well, we need to go get Murgleburger. Murgleburger. Got it, nailed it. (laughs) And Ziva says that out loud, like, because I don't know, have we mentioned Murgleburger? I thought Murgleburger. I thought Murgleburger. Murgleburger? (laughs) Murgleburger. Yeah. See what I'm saying? I thought Murgleburger was... I've always had trouble with that name. Um, I thought that she was locked up. We we got her out. You've been busy, my boy. Indeed. Uh, All right. Well, yes, we definitely need to go get her. She's been instrumental in, in this resistance. However... I know she won't want to leave until she's figured out the rune drive. She can never leave a puzzle unsolved, that one. Well, she may have to leave this one unsolved if we're to get everyone off of this rock safely. And since we found out that the rune drive's basically a giant Aslanti tracking beacon, think it's leaning to, we're gonna have to destroy that thing. You certainly can't leave it here for them. No. Agreed. We should at least take it on the ship. No, no. Yeah. Then they'll track us to the ends of only the. Only so, so reminder, it. yeah. It, it only pings only when it's once activated. it's activated. Yeah. Zeva's so, kind of like sort of looking back and forth. Just well, let's let's make our way. Uh, let's keep going. Um, <laughs> I love that we're back to square one <laughs> on the destroy it or save it. Yeah, spectrum. that's been a running. That's been I'm a running just letting you know. I mean, it's, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> I, I basically, you know, Rupert will acquiesce to Ziva and think that it makes the most sense to go talk to Merkelber first, because you got to go there anyway yeah. to see what they might have to say about it. And on, as they're kind of like walking out, filing everybody out, um, Ziva will kind of look to Rupert and Michael and, and just kind of like. I don't know where this specialist, this Evandrian, has gone to, but um, we were able to talk him down, so perhaps we may be able to get out of this without coming to blows with him, uh, if we play our cards right. I don't think he was quite happy with a boy Zolon after what you told him. I don't think anybody's very happy with Zolon at this point. Yeah, we agree. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yes, fuck that guy. He's kind of a dick. Um, okay, right. yeah, but we got the data, we got the crystal, we've got Rupert. Yeah, Lego. I, I, tur- the I turned. I turned to uh, to Dad, I guess, uh, and put, put a hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, "Look, 
I know we've already done a lot here, but please be careful. I don't want to lose you. Ten minutes after I found you, after 40 years, you get what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, you be careful too. You're gonna be on the front lines. Oh, don't sure. worry about me. And he, he kind of hugs you again, and then he starts, like, really leading the scientists. He's like, all right, Mark, Becky, Cindy, <laughs> it's time to go. Get up. Let's do this. <laughs> I love it. Just keep going, Adam. Tanya. Yeah. Mark, <laughs> Charles. Cindy and the five other unnamed ones. Yeah. Alexandria. <laughs> Steve <very> Larynx. Particular. <laughs> Steve Larynx. I don't need you to choke Steve now. Larynx, you're here. <laughs> Larynx. Oh my like, I can't believe you gave away my stone. <laughs> I must have been. <laughs> the Steve Larynx? Oh my goodness. The Steve uh, I think that probably on our way back to the dorms, uh, Orin will sit in the back. He'll probably ask Fel to guard the rear with him, you know, in terms of marching order, if that matters. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And Ziva would. Fel, like watch to my ass. <laughs> uh, you don't have to ask me to do like that. Would like to you, stay buddy. next to Rupert. Like I assume that he's kind of like at the head of the scientists, and the scientists are at the back, so he's kind of in the middle of the group, essentially. Yeah, the scientists are certainly going to be in the middle with with some of you guarding the back and some of you in front. Ziva, Ziva's basically trying to. She knows Mike has to be up front, so she wants to stay as close to Rupert as possible. Likewise. So am I just am I just leading this motherfucker by myself? I mean, Fell's in the Orin rear, so be up there. No, I'm in the back. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Orin, sorry. Orin's in the Somebody back. needs Fel's to be up there. I'll go up in the front. Oh. I'll walk with uh, with Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think I the think APA? Mike's gotten yeah the APA. Gotten, yeah, I think Mike's gotten used to having Orin like side by side with him, like looking for threats and stuff. So he's kind of like, what? Let's go. Oh, hey. What do you so do? Now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How's it been going? It's we haven't really talked much yeah. lately. How, how are things? You know. Yeah, it, I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If there's any conversation you want to have on this long walk, you know, it's kind of a whole rigmarole to get back to the dormitories because you got to go up and then back down and all that. So if there is anything, don't we have you to like go say, like four at a time in the elevator though? Uh, it's gonna take a little while to get everybody up there. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm so saying. Like, there is certainly time for conversations right, between right. Fell and Oren or Mike and Zeno. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I, I I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's still like we're in tactical, you know, mode for right. sure. So, but it's like, I doing good, buddy. Well, while he's like sweeping the hall, you know. Yeah, it appears we've uh, adjusted our formations, but it's good to be up here with you. Oh yeah, good to have the APA back together again. That's right. How do you feel about your father? It's good to see him, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a lot to process, to to be honest. But yeah, I'm I'm quite pleased we could get to him. You know, and if we can prevent him from you know getting himself killed before we can get him to the ship, it would mean a lot. Well, I feel positive about this. I mean, he's been alive in the nest of the Atlante for the past 30, 39 years. So I think yeah, we should I, be fine. He's definitely got gumption. I mean, we definitely have a good crew here, so I believe in them. Well, it's it's good. Good to have you by my side again. You know, on, and, on not so uh, on lighter news, I don't <laughs> think that Rupert knows that the Vescarium has lied with Pactworks. 
well, I mean, it's little more than a glorified ceasefire, but we can get to that later. <laughs> wow. So in the in the back, Ordle kind of like elbow, like nudge fell with his elbow. How you holding up, buddy? Man, I'm I'm ready to be off this fucking rock. If I'm being honest. Yeah, you and me both. Like all all this shit's getting kind of weird. Like, look, it, all this shit's really cool, but like, I don't know it. I just, I just hope for Mike's sake we can get his dad out of here, you know? Yeah, I do too, but listen, between you and me, that asshole Zolan's gotta go down before we finish this mission. Yeah, yeah. For Sedona. You know what, you're not wrong, but I'm, I'm more worried about getting all of us off this rock alive than I am worried about doing anything with him. I just want to kill him, man. I just want to kill him real bad. <laughs> just kill him good. Real bad, huh? It's all killing him. Real good. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, you guys kind of have. Is there any other? If it's cool, see, yeah. we'd like to talk to Rupert a little bit. Okay. So she's kind of like keeping an eye out uh, as we're walking, um, but being in the middle she feels a little more, a little safer than mm-hmm. on either end, um, and she just kind of like will look up to Rupert. She's kind of walking next to him. She says, so, um, Rupert, is this all right if I call you by Rupert? Mr. Agamason, which is your preferred? It's a doctor, Agamason. You can call me Papa Agamason. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, chill out, old man. No, 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 call him. <laughs> uh, Rupert, Rupert is fine. <laughs> Rupert, I, while we had a little bit of time, I just wanted to um, say that I know you have not seen Mikael in a while, but uh, you did a wonderful job in the little time that you did have with him. He's a fantastic man, and I'm glad to have him by my side. He looks at you kind of funny for a second, and then... After a moment, he says, Well, I can't take credit for who Mike has become, but I do take great pride. I... I wish I had been there to impart more knowledge on him, but it seems that he has... become... the type of Vesk that I wanted him to. I don't know him, but to see him surrounded by such a group of people such as you and your companions here to stop such a terrible empire. We had always hoped to raise him as a Vesk who doesn't see conquest as his only goal in life. It's good to see him on the side of the little guy. <laughs> yes, he's um, certainly not one for conquest, but he's an absolute winner. And you may not have had that much time with him, but you certainly had an amazing influence. He's uh, quite, the, quite the master crafter. He built oh. that armor he's wearing. I will say his armor looks mighty fine. 
<laughs> and she just kind of laughs and looks at she says, I look forward to getting to know you a bit more, Rupert. On our way back home. Emily, you just jinxed it. He's going to die now. Why would you do that? Nope. Uh, he's nope. going to take out a picture that? of like... <laughs> no. He's not going to tell you about like, his, his family oh. plans that he's going to do afterwards. You know what? Plans. Emily's never watched a movie, so she doesn't know that that kills characters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's it. Nope. I'm going to go find a nice place to settle down after all this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, well, you're not about retire. to retire or anything. Yeah, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so you guys... Too old for this shit. Yeah, right. Um... <laughs> So you guys are in the main lounge, and so you have all the scientists. There's Mergelbert, there's Irio, there's Rupert, Sedona, and the five of you, the Epic Tracer crew. What do you do now? I want to go and talk with, like, just commune with all the scientists trying to gather all this information about the rune drive. Yeah. (laughs) Scientists and scientists, lend me your ears. Yeah, the scientists all take off their ears and throw them at you in a tight style. Yeah. Yes! Um, um, No, they actually all do just like kind of shrug and point to Murgleburg. Like, go talk talk to her. (laughs) Uh, Fel's gonna take the data pad with all of the combined information for the first time Murgleboard will actually be able to see and possibly link some stuff together. So, share it with her. Yes. So, yeah, Fel and Zeno kind of step up to Murgleboard and she takes the data pad from you and starts looking over at Zeno. Or the two of you are kind of looking over her shoulder at it and she says, Well, I am afraid that there's one last task we must do. We must go to the rune drive and upload this information into the computer console there so we can get a better understanding of what all of this information means. I cannot thank you enough for collecting this data and giving us the opportunity of a discovery of a lifetime. Now, uh, uh, sense motive? Sure. Oh boy, I rolled a one, so that's a seven. <laughs> I think she's great. <laughs> uh, you're just so entranced by her voice that you're not even <laughs> sensing any motive. You're just loving her rich musical diction. Yeah, her timbre. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Why do, I'm not even going to So you're like, this is my kind of why, woman. Why, do I, why am I playing Fel? Um, <laughs> now, Fel, Fel's uh, just going to say, all right, now, Murgable, just mate, don't turn it on, okay? Please don't start this thing up, because if you do, all hell's going to rain down on this rock. Yes, I know. I will not activate it, but I want to apply this data to the rune drive itself. Alright, as long as it doesn't turn on. Scientist, you stay here. You've never helped me much anyway. <laughs> <laughs> My That's a Murgober. That's a company. Yeah, Rupert says, alright, easy Murgober. Remember, kids, she doesn't really know how to talk to people very well. I thought it was she a- doesn't mean anything by it. Murgober, I'll stay here with the scientist. You take... You know, whoever wants to go with you, I'll make sure that they're protected here. Irio, you with me, right? 
Mike, Michael, would, would you like to be with me as well? <laughs> you know it. He, he says quite nervously, like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Papa? <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Um, Quick so, question. Yeah. Would, would it be possible or smart to just go ahead and send any non-essential personnel up to the tracer? I mean, you don't... Evandrian is still on the loose. Oh, yeah, there's that guy. And yep. Zolan could be back at any moment. Yeah. So, which, which is why I was like, if we could just go ahead and get as many, uh, you know, bodies. Uh, but no, yeah, we have no, no I mean, look, there at. look, that's a good question. You're, you're not thinking about the fact, though, that our party size just increased to like 20. Action economy is going to be on our side. <laughs> you know? This is yes, true. Yes, Keep around these meat shields. I, I yeah. mean, scientists. Yeah, I will throw every scientist in this party in front of my dad to keep him alive. I don't give a shit. <laughs> even yeah, Steve Larnix? Yeah. Even yes. Steve Larnix. First got, one to go. It's like, look, I got what I needed from Steve Larnix, right? <laughs> the tech doesn't stop working just because he dies. Who's going to go with Murgleburn? Who's going to stay behind? Adam, are you trying to split the party? Sounds right like I'm it. just saying that's what is going on. I Wait. am going to accompany. I'm just saying, just saying you don't have a choice. Uh, I feel like all of us would go to the rune drive. I feel like maybe um, Sedona should stay. I mean, Sedona's going to stay. I'm, I would imagine Mike would stay to fight Sorry. with Rupert, you know. I mean, Fel's going to go with He said multiple times, I don't give a fuck about the rune drive. Yep. All I, I care I mean, about is my daddy. Yep. That's That's true. Um, I'll take the bait, man, sure. If that's the case, I'm going to go uh, approach Michael and say, uh, well, it looks our paths are diverging, but we will meet on the an epic tracer. But well, no, understand. The, the, let me, let me make, make sure that you guys understand that the plan is to go figure out the rune drive, either destroy it or collect it and come back here and you guys go as a group off the planet. Yeah. You know, right. Off yeah. The asteroid. yeah. But they're going to be going over. They're they're going to be heading they're, over. They're holding the ship down right here. Oh. Oh. Up. I'm they're sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I got it conflated with Emily's. Oh. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yes. I blame Emily for your misunderstanding. Yeah. I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to let Deflected. that slide. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. okay, just fuck me. I got. Just- <laughs> 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 okay. So so we're just we're just securing the room. You're just making sure that the scientists. Aren't left un. Okay, I'm just bodyguarding fifteen people. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Your baby. Okay. I guess the yeah. rest of us will go. So everybody but Mike is gonna go with Murgleburn. Yeah. I mean, it fell definitely. Um, I'm definitely going with Murgleburn. Yeah, it makes sense for Zena to Look, go. It's guys, it's fine. I am a professional bodyguard. Sedona's so gonna stay with Mike. No, we're we're worried about us, no, dog. I'm, Who's uh, going to take all those shots for I'm us? I'm more worried about those. You're going to have to learn how to adapt. <laughs> no, I'm more worried about everybody staying up here and having Evandrian come in and you know try and wreck them all that's, while we're split. That's what I'm concerned about. I right. will fuck Evandrian. Right. So, so <laughs> y'all need to make a decision. Who's going with Margot? Fell's going. Let's go we already table. said who's and going, I'm, no, You guys have talked back and forth several times. Emily, are you staying or going? Emily's going to stay. Ziva's gonna stay. Ziva's gonna stay. What? All right, Fell, are you staying or going? Fell's going. All right, Oren. Oren's going. Oren's going. 
All right, uh, Zeno, you're going for sure, right? No, definitely. All right. Yep. Zeno was about blowing that bitch up from the front, I, you know. <laughs> you're staying, right? I'm, yeah, I'm staying with my dad. Okay, so we've got the scientists, and then we've got Sedona, Mike, Rupert, Ziva, and Irio in the lounge. And then going back to the rune drive, we have Merkelberg, we have Fell, we have Zeno, and we have Orin. And can I, can Ziva move up to the hall to keep an eye on the intersection mm-hmm. of the lounge? Okay, that's where Ziva is. So, I mean, the whole time we're, we're going back up through the elevators and through the corridors again and, all, you know, all that stuff. Because <laughs> we got to go back up. Yeah, you got to go back up. Down across, the elevator. Yeah, back down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, uh. Okay. Did you All have right, something there? Go. No, I don't have anything. No. <laughs> the I was just whole making time. Sure. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, so you guys arrive at the containment vessel for the rune drive. So it's this big thing crusted with Aeon stone. And there's the cube, the rune drive cube, three by three in the middle of it. You approach the console and... Murgleburg looks between Fell and Zeno and says to, you know, has the data pad in her hand. She says, All right, I'm going to try to make this work. And she uploads the information and she kind of like wobbles over there and looks over the console and... No, this, I don't... This isn't making any sense to me. I don't understand. What, what do you mean? This should be everything. This should be the information that I need. It still doesn't make any sense. And she, like, pounds the console with one of her little Ergo tentacles in frustration. Stop. Tell just, us what's wrong. Just calm down and talk this to us. This doesn't make any sense. There's something missing. I don't understand. Mm, like, I bet Zolan knows. Like what? What's missing? I know you said you don't know what's missing. Do you know what's missing? What do we need? I just said that I don't know what's missing. Please stop know, making know, me feel worse about it. I thought there that I would have that all you the know answers. That you don't know. And things that you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> there are known unknowns and unknown unknowns. <laughs> Your platitudes are not helping, Mr. Orin. Megabot. Please, if you have any viable information, now is the time to contribute. All right, here's the plan. Just blow the thing to hell. No, no, no. And then let's get the no, hell out of here. Just grab Absolutely it. It's small not. enough. We can just take it, throw it on the trace, and study it later if we need to. You want to touch it? I have sure. to agree with Fell on this. Quick question. Just as, a, as, a, as an aside, this thing is currently encased in... Hundreds of thousands of bits of Aeon stone. Credits of <laughs> credits of Aeon, Aeon stone. stone. Is there an access panel? Yeah, it. Way to get to it from where we are. I mean, there's there's there. So all the information is is now been uploaded to the console. Mm-hmm. Let me take a look at that information. Yeah, I mean, I would say that Zeno, you are feeling this very strong pull to mm-hmm. the rune drive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you've you just touching it before recharged a spell slot for you, right? Right. There's 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 something there, right? 
So you come and you take a look at the information. There be any kind of physical science check? No, or anything? so no check required. Okay. All right. So Zeno steps up to the console. After compiling all the data into the Rune Drive's control harness, the computer console shines with an almost expectant glow. Zeno, as you look over all the information, the truth of the Rune Drive begins to reveal itself to you. The years you have spent studying faster-than-light technology, the drift, and possible alternatives to it seem to wash over you in a rush of discovery and understanding. You can determine that, yes, indeed, activating the Rune Drive, that the powerful and unique Aeon Stone connected to the Aeon Throne will begin to act like a powerful drift beacon. The connection would also likely make it possible for the Aslanti to control the Rune Drive remotely from New Thespera. You are taken back in your mind to all your years of study, and I imagine some frustration may creep into your mind a bit. Here is the magical version of the Drift Beacon that you have been studying and hoping to achieve. And the secret to its operation? An Aeon Stone that only comes from the deep center of Aslanti star space. You had been using your nanobots, the very ones that you got from the drift being in that encounter so long ago, but their magic hadn't been enough. You were missing the power of the Aeon Stones. More information begins to click in your mind as you process this data. In simple terms, the Rune Drive operates by rewriting the underlying code of the universe in a localized area, altering reality around a starship equipped with the drive. The various planes can ripple upon themselves, creating an effect of bringing far locations closer together on one of these folds of space and time. Such a vessel could, in theory, travel almost instantaneously from Arellos to Absalom Station. By manipulating the nature and space-time coordinates of the universe itself and an area surrounding the ship. It is unclear how this would affect any living creature on board that ship, but there is no data that the ancient Aslanti who used it suffered any ill effects. Unfortunately, due to a slight miscalculation on their astrogation, the original pilots of the Royal Venture crash-landed on Nakondas all those centuries ago. Yes. You can see it all now, how all the information comes together. The Power Dynamics Lab and its study of containing the energy and how to release it. The Bend Travel Lab and the re revelation that bending planes can result in teleportive effects. The Field Stability Lab, the results of those who actually use the Rune Drive. Roland engineering check. Fell, you can aid with engineering, okay. and Orin, you can aid with mysticism. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I default aid with a plus 16, so. Okay, so that's a plus yeah. two. Yeah, I mean, I'm good. Okay, so that's a plus four. Okay, I got a 30. Okay. Calculations begin firing in your head. Think back to your own attempts at a drift beacon and its failure, and a radical idea begins to form in your head. What was it that happened with yours? Oh yes, 
you overloaded it with your nanobots and sent a reverse signal that rippled out through cosmos and time. Yes, this idea just might work. But the tricky bit will be convincing the crew. You must hook up the rune drive to the epic tracer. Amazing. I can't believe it. Mergaba, you were right in your studies. Of course it doesn't make any sense, but... My studies... Throughout these long years, I was... I think I understand. It has more close ties to the Aslanti than you would imagine. But... I believe we can get this to work, but... What? What is the secret? I don't... What is missing? What do you see that I cannot? What's missing is me. Damn! Mm, I love it. So we cut back to the lounge. You guys are all sitting there. I imagine it's a little tense in the room as you're waiting to hear back from the rest of the crew. And what are you guys kind of doing in there? Are you guys just being silent or is there no, conversations I, going there? I mean, I think for one, we've got Ziva kind of working as our scout, you know, spotting ahead. Um, so that's good. But me and Sedona, I mean, just <clears throat> as the map is now, are directly in the doorway. So if my thought was if Homeboy tried to sneak in invisible like, he's going to have to bump into one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine in the intervening time, Mike hasn't spoken with Sedona much in mm-hmm. this whole adventure because, you know, 88% of her time she's been in a seizure. Um, but he would, you know, as, as we're kind of waiting, both guns drawn, just, you know, waiting for something to kick off or to get word back, he'd, he would kind of check in with her, like... Sedona, you you holding up all right? Yeah, I mean, she looks to you and you can see her jaws clenched and she says, Yes, Michael, I am fine. We must destroy that man. We must promise me that we will do everything we can to end the life of the Sadat. I know that this goes against everything that I've spoken to before about managing your anger and managing your temper but this man does not deserve to live uh, well you wanna take this dog off the leash then I can do that she she like grabs you by the arm says remember the bookie at the click clack club Michael I want that ferocity. You got some whiskey? <laughs> she reaches in her bag. Yep. <laughs> yep, yes, yep. I do. <laughs> uh, and she actually, like, you know, gives you a flask. She, like, takes a pull and then hands it to you. Yeah, and I take a pull, and then I turn. Standing behind her is my dad, and I'm, like, motion to him, like, you want... Yeah, he, he like reaches out to take it and as that happens all of a sudden all the lights go out motherfucker in like across the whole place oh shit and you hear over the intercom 
Imminent arrival of the Sardat's ship. Incoming. Five minutes until arrival. And we'll see ya. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. oh boy. Mm-hmm. There it is. Oh boy. Sailor oh, pulls out her trident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. I do that. Oh god, we gotta fuck go. <laughs> we'll huh? see ya, Relos. I mean, not really. Like, we gonna kill him anyway. This episode has been sponsored by Roll20. This is how we roll.